0: Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan. Here we explore an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Check the link tree in the bio for lots of great resources. Merry meet, all. This podcast is recorded on the homeland of the Duwamish people. And more broadly, the Coast Salish people, as well as many other indigenous tribes that make their home here in the Pacific Northwest of America, past, present, and future. As a spiritual being and steward of this land that I call home, I feel honored with the responsibility of caring for this piece of our planet. Please take a moment to join me in honoring the original stewards of the land on which you are residing and a moment of gratitude for the earth itself and the bounty it provides. Please join me in words that work for you. To the ancestors that hold this ground and for those spirits yet to come, may you fill me with guidance as I learn my place as a steward of this land and its creatures. In the gift of this role, I hold gratitude for all that surrounds me, for the water, which cleanses me, for the earth's fruit which nourishes me, for the air that breathes life, for the fire that warms as it burns, and for the divine cosmos within. I am a child of the universe at one with the trees and the stars. May the tides of the moon fill me with silver and the sunbeams tint me in gold. From light to dark, from birth to death, spring to winter, new moon to full, and back again. It is a beautiful world, one worth protecting. This I will, as within so without, as above, so below, as I am, so moat it be. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in Real Rent programs that support Indigenous communities in your area. I also encourage you to take an active stance in environmental issues, both at home and worldwide. Our planet needs its stewards now more than ever. It can be as simple as picking up trash in your neighborhood, using less water, and buying local goods. Check out the link tree in the bio for more great ways to connect with our planet and give back. Time of shadow before light, of death before life. The instinct to understand and mark the journey from life into death is rooted in our human nature. As summer transitions into winter, death surrounds us with every fallen leaf. Samhain, the first of the high holy days, is a celebration of death that marks the beginning of the pagan new year. Samhain is one of the two fire festivals that mark the halfway between solstices, a holiday that dates back 6,000 unbroken years and one that has taken many forms. Samhain lies deep in the history of Gaelic tradition, so much so that some ancient architecture in Ireland marks the sunrise and sunset of this high holy day. In pagan times, bonfires burn brightly on this holy night. Paths lit with candles and jack-o'-lanterns, which traditionally started with Other types of squash. In traditions of the past, revelers would light a lantern from the bonfire and take it home to light their earth, keeping this flame constantly lit throughout the winter, many times carrying it home, carved out, in a squash. Pagans aren't the only ones to celebrate this time of light and of death. Consider all of the different traditions, including Diwali, All Saints Day, Dia de los Muertos, and of course, Halloween. No wonder this High Holy Day has roots deep in our traditions as humans. Samhain is typically celebrated over several days, October 31st through November 1st. It is a time of transformation, ancestors, regeneration, honoring the dead, divination, honoring harvest, and preparing for winter, a time of sacrifice. This High Holy Day focuses on the cycle of life, death, and rebirth. The Celts use this time to honor beginnings and endings, life and death, a time to reach out to ancestors, building on your collective knowledge and understanding of our world. Many traditions revolve around the thinning of the veil between life and death that occurs on this night, a veil that lies between this world and another, between our plane and the astral plane, a time when fairy folk, small folk, and the dead can easily pass from one world to the next. It is also said that the thinning of the veil is a great time for divination work such as tarot or runes, a chance to look into the future to see into other dimensions. Older cultures used traditions that involved bobbing for apples and cracking acorns to foreshadow future marriages. It is also a time to listen to your dreams where the future may reach out to you. While you may think the modern traditions of Halloween were created by the candy companies, they actually go much deeper than you may think, including dressing up in costume. Dressing up was said to trick the fairies who haunted the roads on these nights. Needing to travel on Sewine was often deemed dangerous for humans, as the fae, mystical figures with control over elements and animals, were said to roam the roads, coaxing many a travelers to their doom. Dressing up in costume was said to fool them, making you go unseen. Yet other traditions call for you to set out food or sweet rolls on the doorstep for ancestors, which is, may have been the beginning of candy-giving. Still, yet other stories tell of people who would come dressed as the supposed fae, knocking on doors, taking the ancestral food offerings, and asking for more. Which, again, trick-or-treat anyone? One thing we don't explore literally anymore, thankfully, is sacrifice. Many stories surrounding Sawin involve sacrifice to the gods to make it through the winter, animal and human. I'm glad we've moved on from there, always growing. Yet, while we aren't sacrificing in the literal sense, consider this a time to contemplate what you might give up this winter, between now and the solstice. What might you sacrifice in order to bring about a better spring? In addition to being one of the oldest High Holy Days in human tradition, Samhain also serves as the beginning of the pagan New Year. Inspired by the Celts' tradition, this day marks the beginning of a new year, a time when slates are wiped clean before the rebirth of early spring, the time before birth, the quiet of the womb, the pause after the exhale. (music) Alright, witches, time to pull out that pen and paper and let's talk ideas of how you can bring Samhain into your home. And for easy-to-read graphics, follow me on Instagram. So you can start with decorating your altar with seasonal items. Motifs include skulls, family photos or heirlooms, and black, deep red, or orange colors. You know, all the typical Halloween stuff. Consider creating ancestral shrines or altars. Include photos of deceased family, even more recent relatives. Add family heirlooms or trinkets. Visit graves of deceased loved ones. Bring flowers or other small offerings. Use a pumpkin to absorb negative energy. You can carve runes into it or paint it for fun. Meditate on it being a giant sponge, then place it by your front door. Add a candle to burn away all the negative energy that gets absorbed. Research family names and make a litany. Use this while meditating or doing divination. Write your ancestor a letter especially true if you are looking to reconcile your ancestral line. I know many of us have to negotiate a familial history of prejudice, especially in America. We bear the responsibility and consequences of the actions of our ancestors, including our current place in our conversations about race and identity. Use this as a way to vent, to ask those questions, to ask why, to ask if they ever realized the impact of their actions. It won't change that there is a lot of work to be done, but it may help you define your role and how you move forward. Set a place at the dinner table for your ancestor. This is a long-standing tradition that I love in concept, but cringe in practice because of the wasted food. Find something that feels realistic and not too wasteful. You can incorporate a Hollow's Eve vibe into your circle by using cross brooms or small jack-o'-lanterns at the corners, or using apple cider and other seasonal snacks for your post-ritual. Create a family tree. I love this. It's something that I work on each year, and it's a simple way to stay connected. I often pick one or two members to add to the tree each year, trying to learn what I can about them, all of which I do over those few days of celebration. Visit with older family members. Get them to talk about their grandparents or great-grandparents. Get them to talk about life back in their day. See how far back you can go. Get their wisdom. Research your family, learn about specific traditions, and consider how you might incorporate them into your practice. This High Holy Day is also a great day for divination. So if you're familiar with runes or tarot, consider pulling that out and seeing what the universe says to you. If those things aren't part of your repertoire yet, don't worry, we'll get into it. But for now, listen to your dreams. You never know what the universe is telling you. Or maybe it's an ancestor. With this new year, what are you leaving behind, burning away? And what spark are you igniting to replace it? We have spent the last few moons looking at what we are ready to bury or burn. This is your final chance of the season to lay it all to rest. Review old journals or records, see how far you have come. What is your transformation path? Do you see patterns? Any patterns you should break? Attend or host a witch's ball, a masquerade that celebrates old traditions. Use this as a time to work on or learn to cope with grief. Create mementos that honor past loved ones. Use this as a time to process. Last but certainly not least, join me for an ancestral meditation. This guided meditation will focus on encountering one ancestor on the astral plane. Be sure to prep by checking out the astral plane episode and a few of the astral meditations. That way you're able to truly let go and let the spirit world take hold. Hey listeners, I want to pause and introduce a new segment, Pagan Pop Culture. These segments are a way for me to share some of what I've learned about paganism via pop culture. Whether cinematic art or fictional storytelling, there are some great ways to encounter lessons of the craft. If there is desire from you, the listener, for me to go more in-depth on these, I'm happy to create some episodes about each recommendation. However, starting with short segments, this time I want to recommend a piece to help wrap your head around ancestral communication. Check out the Nickelodeon cartoon Avatar, The Last Airbender. Not the movie, but the original cartoon. In this cartoon, we are introduced to a world divided into four nations, earth, air, fire, and water. The people from each nation are gifted with the power to manipulate and control that element. To help keep balance, there exists the avatar. This being can control all four of the elements plus an additional avatar or spirit state. In this spirit state, the avatar can connect with and speak to any and all past avatars, learning from their collective experience, gaining control of their wisdom. Access to the avatar state is achieved through a deep meditative mind and can involve, well, essentially astral travel. I really love this cartoon for many reasons. We see a great explanation of each element and ideas on how we might connect with each trait. In addition to all of the astral travel and meditation woven throughout, this makes Avatar The Last Airbender, the cartoon, a pagan must-watch. Resources for this episode include Silver Ravenwolf's Encyclopedia for a Solitary Witch, and Circlesanctuary.org's article on Sawine by Selena Fox. Thank you. Blessed Sawine all. Mm. a topic you want to learn more about or a request for a spell please let me know your suggestion may be featured in an upcoming podcast you can find me on instagram at the pragmatic pagan on twitter at pagan pragmatic or on facebook at a pragmatic pagan if you follow me on anchor podcast you can even send me an audio question that may be played check it out would love to hear from you